Well, hello, everybody. I'm Clay Brees, and this is The Watchman. Folks, we have become on our show here, The Watchman, the show for authenticity and exactitude as well here in Southeast Pennsylvania, Delaware Valley. The Watchman calls out whenever they see that the uncertainty, if you will, we, we call out the uncertainty that lies ahead. Our commitment is for the objective truth that we will call out. We will call out this uncertainty and we will scrutinize it as only we can. Um, whenever we see anybody coming out of the fifth dimension attempting to put anything in front of emotions, emotions and feelings in front of facts and truth, we call it out here on our show. So we're going to jump right into our show today. I want to get a little bit into John Fetterman, what's going on here. And I want to talk a little bit about what's going on. Now, I mean, I, I have a feeling, all right, we, we've got a guy that's in the hospital. I, I believe on this show, we stated it last week, I think he had another stroke. Oftentimes people have a stroke and they end up with another stroke or something happens, okay? Now, the first stroke they have renders them, you know, well, you could see the cognitive issues with them and they have physical and sometimes mental cognitive issues. Well, we saw that with John Fetterman in the debate in October. He had the stroke in May, but nobody really seen much of him until October, okay? And by then, already a million people already voted. So they duped the public in Pennsylvania Nobody really knew that the guy had a stroke, okay? So they duped the public here in PA. Once people saw him on television, they all had they all had a moment of like, oh my goodness. But by then, nearly a million people had already voted. <clears throat> so, and most of them were Democrats. I mean, you got 800,000 Democrats already voted. Well, I think many of those Democrats, certainly, certainly one out of eight, okay, would have changed their vote, which would have won the election for Dr. Mehmet Oz. That would have happened. But the fact is, nobody knew uh, what was going on. I mean, election day turnout was high for Oz, and the, the vote was very high for Oz, but Oz ended up losing by a handful of votes because of people not knowing the man had a stroke. Uh, Fetterman had a stroke. So they kept that out of the public. In Pennsylvania, elected a guy to the U.S. Senate that many would not trust driving their car or operating a leaf blower or certainly operating a chainsaw or anything like that, Okay. So they they elect this guy. Now, he gets in, he gets sworn in. He goes, and, and now he's the senator of Pencil for, for Pennsylvania. He's in Washington, and he gets lightheaded and allegedly goes off to the hospital. They confirm, uh, and then, of course, he then admits himself for depression in the Walter Reed. So he gets his, you know, he goes into a scenario. He has lightheadedness, and, of course, they then they admit him because of depression. So... You know, I, you know. Again, they admit him to Waller Reed. Okay, so he's in some sort of a, you know, home, if you will, because he's suffering from depression. Now, despite a recovery, and again, I think it's going in the wrong direction. Okay, there is talk of him resigning, and again, but that's been dismissed as ableism. And again, his his people are trying to keep things up. They're trying to keep the appearances up. They're trying to make it seem as is if he's still working while being he's while while he's being confined at Walter Reed, you know they're trying to you know they're basically just saying okay this is just another hospital stint for lightheadedness, but we also know that he suffered from a multitude of health issues again after his massive stroke. I believe the man suffered another stroke. This is what I think. Okay, and uh, again I think the double standard is glaring. Okay, I think it's safe to say that if Fetterman were a Republican. Okay, that uh, 
that they would uh, that that this Republican would be pressed to leave office, and it would be an overwhelming full court press. Okay, I mean, if the same news wanted Donald Trump to be forcibly removed from office, they would walk. They would, you know, they they would walk slowly down the ramp because remember he walked down the ramp over there when he was over there at the West Point. And it was funny because he described this in one of his rallies. I thought it was so funny. So he described his walk at West Point. It was raining. It was wet. So he's got this ramp that goes out there, and the ramp is really slick, and he's got these patent leather shoes on. He says, I'm walking down this ramp, and, you know, of course, I'm scared to death that I went to fall. I mean, the, the, the ground's wet, and I got these, these dress shoes on that aren't exactly made for walking down wet surfaces. That are that are that are sloped like this ramp is. So he's grabbing a hold of the general, one of his staffers that were there, and they tried to make it look like it was something wrong with the president. No, they trying to make it look like he's got some incurable disease or something. So Trump was kind of making a joke of it, as he said, "I didn't want to fall on my backside coming down that ramp." Because then they did all say that he had some sort of a, a dis, the, some sort of a disability or something suddenly, and they'd be demanding that he resign, incapable, but. But with Fetterman, it's it's you know they're going to circle the wagons and and they're going to do it and they're going to protect them. But they're doing this in kind of a very odd way, okay, very very odd way. Again, you know there was an article that actually came out in New York Times. I, I was talking about this in the last show. I think it's really interesting because the article came out that talked about how it's not unusual for a senator in Washington to uh, to co-sponsor legislation that they're not aware of. Now, as you say that, I want you to repeat it again. Yes. Again, the article itself doesn't even make sense. It's not unusual to co-sponsor legislation if you're a senator that you're not aware of. Well, how in the world are you co-sponsoring something you're not aware of? The very idea of getting a co-sponsor to a piece of legislation means people reached out to you, talked to you, and got you on board with legislation. When the people of Pennsylvania allegedly voted for the man with brain damage, they didn't know they were voting for a man that could make the, the, his own decisions up. They could make this up his own mind. They certainly were not voting for a senator that was going to let his staffers pass legislation or sign on to co-sponsoring legislation, legislation that he wasn't aware of in the first place. That's certainly not going to happen. Let's just cut the comedy, okay? That's not what the people of Pennsylvania signed on for. I mean, this guy, I mean, that's it's insane, but this story actually came out there. So the New York Times published a story, an article, from some fake expert that said it's not unusual for a senator to have legislation, co-sponsoring legislation that they're not aware of. Now, by their saying this in the news, it gives it credibility to unsuspecting citizens that still trust the news. There are some of those people out there, not many on our show here, but there are a few people out there who still trust the news. They believe the news people are trying to give them the best facts that the, the widest possible girth of perspective, both sides of the story. There be believe people are out there sincerely out there trying to report and trying to to get the news out. They they believe that. I mean, I've worked with a fellow like that. I remember telling him, I said, I don't believe CNN and, and MSNBC are trying to report the news. They're not they're not trying to sell advertising time. And he looked at me like I was insane. He says, What are you crazy? Of course they're trying to sell advertising. I said, no, no, you're misunderstanding. They do sell advertising for the handful of people that watch the news channels, but make no mistake, they're not trying to increase the value of those advertising minutes. 
the the value of the advertising on their show. Like the super the the value of an advertisement of the Super Bowl is immense because there's seventy or eighty million people that watch it. The more people that watch a particular show, the more valuable that the 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 increments of advertising are. The minutes of advertising are the more expensive they are, the more valuable they are. So I was contesting that CNN and MSNBC and the other fake news outlets were not trying to increase the value of advertising, not that they weren't trying to sell advertising. So he goes, all right, so you're basically saying to me that you don't think that they're trying to create a value product that people watch. I said, no, they're not. He goes, well, what makes you say that? It's because they're not reporting the news. What are you talking about? I said, well, they're not reporting the news. And we had this conversation about Fetterman. I said, you know, here we are at Fetterman. Here's a guy who we we all saw had a stroke, we, and we knew because we were informed that the man was mentally incapable, and we could see the cognitive decline. You could see his inability to hold it, you know, hold a conversation. We could all see it. It was very apparent. And, uh, you know, here he was, I mean, you know, on TV, if you will, and, uh, you know, doing his thing and, and you know, in the, in the debate after a million people already voted. Now everybody's having a moment going, oh, my goodness, what's going on here? And they came out and said, we're not voting for this guy. So, but because already 800 plus thousand Democrats already voted, of which, you know, 80% of them, 85% voted for Fetterman. <clears throat> he already had hundreds of thousands of votes that he likely wouldn't have gotten had they not already voted. I mean... Trust me, folks, people wouldn't vote for somebody that they saw that was mentally impaired. They wouldn't do it. But again, they kept that from the public. And the media, CNN, MSNBC, and other local channels, they weren't exactly interested in getting that story out there. They weren't trying to create value. They weren't trying to show their, to get the news out there, to sell, to get the headlines out there, to, to get the scoop and sell the scoop to the public. Again, a newspaper will get the scoop. That means get the headline. But because they had it, they'd be the first one with the story. And, of course, the newspaper that was always the first with the main story or the news agency that's always the first with the main story, the news agency, the television cable news channel that's always out there with the facts and news first, they're the ones that get the viewers. It's just what it is. They're the ones that get the purchases of the papers and the, you know the subscribers and all that. So if they were trying to increase the value of their advertising, they would do it by simply making sure that the proper perspectives are out there. Somebody would have broke the story and saying Fetterman is incapable, folks, before the early voting started, but that didn't happen. There was no discussion really in the mainstream media at all about Fetterman's incapacity, okay, being incapable of 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 you know, holding a complete thought and having a conversation with the news agents. There was no discussion anywhere. There was no declaration being made anywhere on any news channel. The public wasn't aware of it. He said, well, you know, he, so he says, that's your evidence. That's what you're telling me is evidence that they're not trying to sell and that increase the value of their news. And I said, well, that's, that's as evidence as it gets. I've known since May that this man was incapacity, inca in, in, uh, incapacitated. I've known since May. I said, a man had a stroke. Uh, it was reported that he was not able to conduct complete sentences and he was not able to hold a complete thought. He was not able to convey thoughts through words. It was known for it was known for quite some time that that was the case. And we knew that was the case. So but we're, what we understand is we knew it back in May, but why wasn't this out there in the news? Why wasn't this being reported? Why wasn't this being 
stressed upon? Why wasn't this being explained? And again, I said, because they didn't want the news out there. It was all about a narrative. So here we are, fast forward to today. The guy gets elected. Now the news is trying to protect and keep from the public that this man had a second stroke, and he may be suffering from the results and the, the, the consequences of, of and the massive physical uh, detrimental problems that come from a second stroke that could have been debilitating. I mean, it really could be something serious. It's reported that his wife is only seeing him once a week. Now, I don't know about you, but if that was my wife, my husband— you know, and my loved one in, 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 in uh, you know, incapacitated and Walter Reed, I'd be in there every day. But this person's in there, he's being seen once a week because, I mean, I, I think he's probably a little incoherent, maybe it's slightly or heavy incoherent, maybe he's heavily medicated, maybe he's in a coma, who knows what's going on. But, I mean, for his wife to be in there once a week is evidence-based proof that there's likely uh, not a lot of interaction when she's there. That's the evidence of it. I mean, you if you were to ask me what evidence... Are you looking at that makes you think that this man's completely incapacitated? I would say, well, his wife doesn't spend much time with him. She's only there once a week for a short period of time. Okay, because that's evidence. If, if there was a lot of interaction, she'd be there. You know, it, things are getting really strange. So she, first off, she takes her family off. They leave the country. They go to Canada. They do a bunch of selfies up there. They do a bunch of whatever's up there. They they take the family. So the guy has a stroke. He admits himself into the hospital, right? He becomes invisible to the public nobody knows where he is nobody sees him and his wife disappears she leaves with the kids and goes to canada now think about it think about that so exhibit b your honor is that his wife exhibit a is that she only sees him once a week and talks to him a limited period of time a week but exhibit b is that she actually left the country with the kids for extended period of time so here is her suffering husband literally recovering and instead of helping him in his recovery they're they're traveling the world they're jet setting now if the man was coherent if he was if he was capable of holding conversations and he was truly on the mend they would be with him they wouldn't be jet setting and she would be talking to him every day you see your honor prosecution rests because here you can see the evidence her actions spell out what's likely what's really happening behind the scenes but the media is not reporting this. You know, see, I, I'm convinced, okay, that there is no co-sponsoring of any legislation. There isn't any. I'm convinced of it, okay? I'm convinced, first off, he's not carrying out his duties. We can all see that. So he's not co-sponsoring bills. I'm convinced he didn't send any letter, okay? He did not send any letter, and he's not doing any co-sponsoring or anything like that. I mean, he's locked up in a mental ward, okay? And this is what it is. So it's not normal. It's not atypical for a center to have a staff-run institution. And this is what we're talking about here. So we know that he's not doing his job. We know that he's not functioning. And, is, and he's, he's having his staff run the institution. We know that. And we know that his wife is only seeing him once a week. And she know we know that his wife actually took off with the kids. And they've been away for a while. I mean, they were jet-setting. We know all that, too. But to make it even weirder here is that she was spotted in East Pittsburgh fighting, a, fighting an apartment fire, believe it or not. She was, you know, in a fireman, you know, she was spotted in a fireman's jacket fighting an, fighting an apartment fire or whatever. She was with the, with the firefighters doing a photo op with the firefighters as they were fighting a fire. 
So again, she runs, runs off to Canada's social media posts and that she doesn't even mention her husband in any of the posts. Now she's back in PA fighting fires. That doesn't make sense. She sees her husband once a week. And you got People Magazine falling all over as if none of it, as, as if all of this makes perfect sense. Think about that. The fake news is all, all out there making this look like it's absolutely normal. There's nothing normal about it, folks. There's nothing normal about a woman visiting her husband once a week, taking the kids away when he goes into the hospital. I mean, you would think that everybody would be so concerned they wouldn't want to go too far. They wouldn't want to travel too far. They wouldn't want to, they wouldn't want to be out of reach in case something drastic happened to their husband. Not her. She's out there traveling. You know, and, and again, I, I think they're protecting this guy, and I think, I, I think there's something really tragic that happened here. And they're buying time. They're doing this for a reason. I don't understand the why, but they're doing this for a reason. It could be because of the appointment end of it. They know if they wait, they, if, if a certain amount of time lapses, they can then make an appointment without an election. But I think if it happens too soon, they're going to have to have a special election, and they don't want to do that. That's what I think. Because they're not going to get lightning in a bottle twice. Okay, Fetterman will be viewed as inc incompetent, okay, and they will not be able to run him. They'll probably rush Connor Lamb in there, and he won't have a whole lot of time to campaign on that. You know, and, and honestly, I think guys like Mehmet Oz or whoever it is that runs will win this time. The Republicans will win because they'll be out there declaring that the that the news media, the very people in the in the press whose job it is to keep you informed, deliberately kept you in the dark. See, we would if I was running for Senate against Fetterman or for that open seat, I would make it a point to say, look, these people, the news people, are the ones that kept that information from you. They would not even listen to me, the candidate, as I talked about it. They wouldn't report the news, which was, which is news. When someone's declaring that someone's got mental incompetency due to a stroke, that becomes news. Even if it's fake news, it's news. But it be, it's only fake if there's nothing to corroborate why they, they're suffering mental incompetency. But if a man has a stroke, that's a fact. If they have a stroke, that becomes a fact. And if that stroke makes them incapable of functioning normally, that also, too, becomes a fact. And those facts need to be reported. And that's where I'm at on all this, is the media failed to report any of it. They kept it from the public. And America First Media, they're not. A Pennsylvania First Media, they're not. Okay, John Fetterman is incapacitated, and they're keeping it from the public. I think that's the truth that you can bank on in Denver. Um, I do want to get into a little bit on, um, well, like, oh, you know, bottom line is, folks, I mean, when you look at what's happening right now, what the Democrats are trying to do right now, they're trying to raise taxes, they're trying to, you know, make gas cars illegal, they're, they're trying to make private health care illegal. They want to burn down our establishment. They want to burn down, completely set fire to our traditions in this country. I mean, but this gets right back into what I think Romans 1 talks about with where you've got when people have been, when, when God has turned people over, when, 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 when a country, a nation is being judged, this is what happens. You have people that have absolutely no understanding. Okay, they have no understanding. And uh, the people that are preventing them from having understanding are actually inventing ways of of hiding the, the truth from them and inventing ways of just doing basic evil. That's what you see right now in the public. I mean, you've got a woman who's supposed to be by her husband's side, 
and kids that should be by her, their dad's side, and there's nobody around. I mean, Adam is all by himself in a, in a, in, in Waller Reed. I mean, what's going on with this guy? And where is the where is the press demanding to see this man? Where is where's any reporter demanding to see this guy? You know, where is the where are those firebrand reporters from that from the Watergate series, if you will, the Woodards, if you will, the, the guys that went in there and try to uncover all this? Where where are these firebrand reporters? Where are they today? You know, where's the reporter trying to shimmy up a rope? Or sneak in there as a doctor with a white jacket on, pretending they're a doctor with an A tag, so they can get close enough to see what Fetterman looks like. Get a picture of the guy in bed. Get a picture of the guy. Or do an interview with the guy. Who? Where's the reporter trying to get the interview with Fetterman? I mean, an interview with John Fetterman right now must be worth a ton of money. Whoever it is that can uncover what's going on with Fetterman would win the Pulitzer. Should win the Pulitzer. Now, would they win the Pulitzer? Probably not. Because, again, the fake news does not want to get this out. The fake news does not want to report. They're not trying to get this out. No one's trying to get the truth out. But had that truth was able to get out, there was a reporter to put that news out there, you would think that the person that got that story on Fetterman would win the Pulitzer. But instead, in today's world, that person would not win the Pulitzer. That person would be ostracized and run out of the news business, okay? That's the truth. That's the difference in the world we live in. And that's how you know what we're living in right now is a nation that has been, you know, is, is basically uh, being judged by God, a nation that's under judgment. You know that because everything's upside down. What used to be a Pulitzer Prize winning story would now run that reporter out of a job. If someone was to uncover the fact that Fetterman was in fact completely incapacitated from a stroke, that person would no longer, would not be winning the Pulitzer. That person would be looking for a job. That person would be looking to be employed and maybe unemployable because I don't know who would employ the guy. Certainly, I mean, he might get a job with a with a conservative news agency, I guess. Maybe that's true, too. Maybe they would get that. But they certainly would be out of the job with the MSNBC or CNN. Where's CNN? Remember, CNN was at the house of, of Stone. Remember Stone's house got raided by the FBI? CNN was conveniently outside at 6 o'clock in the morning. Remember that when that happened? Okay, they kicked Stone's door in at 6 o'clock in the morning. The media was there. The media was right outside that guy's house when the FBI kicked that door. Remember that? That was the story that broke. They broke the story. The FBI storms the house. Stone. Remember that, folks? <laughs> okay, but where's the media here? Where's the story here to to find out what's going on with Fetterman? Where is the press on the by? Where's the full court press from the press on this? Why are they trying to get to the bottom of this? This is scandalous folks this is absolutely scandalous that the media is not looking for answers on john Fetterman, and i think it's it's incredulous i i'm i'm amazed at this incredulous behavior by these people they're pretending to be journalists when in only when in essence is all they really are propaganda mouth mouthpieces i mean where's anybody even in the national news cycle where are they talking about Fetterman? who's talking about this guy that's incapacitated who wants to get a picture of this guy? Who's pressing to find out? Who's looking to see? Who's trying to get a list of the doctors and nurses that might be on that floor and to schedule these nurses so they can get a hold of one of them to get in there and get information on who found what's going on with Fetterman? Where are they trying to uncover the story? Now, this isn't about protecting HIPAA laws, folks. This guy's a U.S. senator, okay? He's a U.S. senator. He's one of, the, I would arguably say, one of the top, one of the, 
one of the 200 most powerful people, elected people on planet Earth. We elected a guy with brain damage, okay, as one of the most, as the most top 200 most powerful people on the planet. And now he's in, in the hospital in capacity and nobody's trying to figure out what's going on. So let's just cut the comedy, folks. But anyway, we have to leave it there. Thanks to all of our listeners for tuning in. Thanks for being with us today and for taking the time to be with us on this Saturday afternoon right here on AM Radio 1180 WFYL. See you next week on The Watchmen. I'm Clay Breeze. Goodbye for now.